I'd like to thank Aaron K for sponsoring this week's Torah content. June is less than a month away, which means that I'll soon be transitioning into summer writing mode with more Substack articles and fewer recorded shirim. The bulk of these articles will remain free. However, if you would like to support my Torah and access additional spicy written content, consider becoming a paid subscriber by going to rabbishnewes.substack.com. Hello, I'm Rabbi Matt Schneeweiss, and this is the audio version of the two-page article I wrote and published on my Substack, rabbishnewes.substack.com, on August 18th, 2023, and the article is entitled Shoftim, Trusting Hashem in Poverty and Jurisprudence. If I were to ask, what role does bitachon, trust in Hashem, play in the life of a judge, I'm sure people would answer that a judge must exercise bitachon when issuing a ruling, trusting Hashem to help him arrive at the right verdict. This may be true, but that's not what the last Mishnah in Peah 8.9 says. Quote, One who has 50 zuz and does business with them may not take the forms of tzedakah mentioned in the previous Mishnah, like at Peah Shechacha and Masar Ani. Anyone who, does not take, anyone who does not need to take this tzedakah, but takes, will not depart from this world before he becomes dependent on people. Anyone who needs to take tzedakah, but does not take, will die of old age before reaching a level of wealth in which he provides a livelihood for others from his own money. About him, scripture states, Blessed is the man who trusts in Hashem, and Hashem will be his security. Yirmiyahu 17.7 The same is true of a judge who adjudicates truthfully in accordance with the truth. End quote from the Mishnah. The first question I had upon reading this was, how can Chazal praise someone who needs to take tzedakah but refuses to do so? Is the Mishnah really suggesting that a poor person rely on a miracle? According to my understanding of Torah, such conduct isn't virtuous, it's irrational. Turns out my intuition is supported by the Rambam in his codification of this clause of the Mishnah in Hilkos Matanos Aniyim 1019. Quote, Anyone who doesn't need to take tzedakah but deceives people and takes will not die of old age before he becomes financially dependent on other people. And anyone who needs to take tzedakah and cannot live unless he takes, such as an elderly person or one who is sick or one who is in constant pain, yet he is too prideful to take, such a person is a murderer, is liable for his life, and has nothing for his pain but his iniquities and sins. And anyone who needs to take tzedakah but afflicts himself and endures dire circumstances, living a life of suffering so as not to burden the community, such an individual will not die of old age before reaching a level of wealth, which enables him to provide a livelihood for others of his own wealth. About him and those who are like him, scripture states, blessed is the man who trusts in Hashem, and Hashem will be his security. End quote from the Rambam. In other words, there are two types of people who need tzedakah but don't take. One, a person who is in dire need, who can't survive without tzedakah, but is too prideful to take it. And two, a person who needs tzedakah but can survive without it and declines to take it so as not to burden the community. The former is a sinner who, for all intents and purposes, is committing suicide, whereas the latter is lauded for his trust in Hashem. The main question on the Mishnah in Peah is, what is the common denominator between the person who chooses not to rely on tzedakah and the judge who adjudicates truthfully in accordance with the truth? In what sense does Yirmiyahu's statement, blessed is the man who trusts in Hashem, describe them both? The Torah Tamima, in Devarim 16.20, footnote 82, offers the following explanation. Quote, The commentators have wearied themselves to explain the Mishnah's segue from tzedakah to the topic of the judge's adjudication. To me, the intent seems obvious. A judge who adjudicates truthfully in accordance with the truth, who doesn't show favoritism to the litigants and isn't afraid of them, and sometimes endures harm and suffering from this, 
Regarding him, scripture also states, blessed is the man who trusts in Hashem, in the same manner as this person who needs to take tzedakah but doesn't take. For the value of these two is the same in this regard, that they need people, but despite this, they do not take security in them. End quote. The Torah Tamimah's explanation must be understood against the backdrop of the high standards to which the Torah holds every judge. At the beginning of Sefer Devarim, judges are commanded, quote, do not tremble before any man, for the judgment belongs to God. End quote from Devarim 117. Rambam in Sefer Mitzvah's Lotase 276 explains, quote, it is forbidden for a judge to be afraid of a bad, lawless, injurious man to the point where he avoids issuing a ruling, sorry, to the point where he avoids issuing a just verdict. Rather, he is obligated to issue a ruling, and he must not worry about being harmed by that man. It is stated in Sifra, maybe you'll say, I'm afraid that so-and-so will kill my son, or light my stack of produce on fire, or cut down my plants. Therefore, scripture states, do not be intimidated before a man. End quote. According to the Rambam in Hilgos Sanhedrin V'ha'onshin Hamasurin Lahen 22.1, a judge may refuse to hear a case if he is concerned that one of the litigants will retaliate, and he can even back out once the litigants have presented their sides, so long as he's still uncertain about his ruling. But once the ruling becomes clear to him, it is prohibited for him to refrain from ruling in accordance with the truth, no matter how worried he is about being harmed. A footnote, growing up, one of my best friend's neighbors was a family in which both the father and mother were county judges. He once mentioned in passing that this family had received death threats. Only now did it hit me what that must have been like, especially living in Yakima, which has the highest concentration of gang members per population in the state. Okay, back to the main body of the article. The prohibition of do not tremble, tremble before any man only regulates how the judge acts, but not what he feels. This is where the Mishnah and Peah comes in. If a judge is afraid of one of the litigants, but nevertheless issues a just verdict, then he is in full compliance with halakha and is admirable for his courage. However, this does not, in and of itself, mean he has attained the lofty status of blessed is the man who trusts in Hashem. To reach this level of bitachon, according to the Torah Tamimah, he must derive his sense of emotional security from Hashem. If a judge is still afraid of being harmed, this indicates that his emotional security is tied to people rather than God. This reading is supported by Tosbos Yom Tov, who is bothered by the Mishnah's cumbersome phrase, kol dayan hadan din emes la'amito, any judge who adjudicates truthfully in accordance with the truth. It would be sufficient to say, any judge, who any judge who adjudicates in accordance with the truth, or any judge who adjudicates truthfully. Why the redundancy? Tosfos Yom Tov answers that even if a judge reaches a correct and unbiased legal conclusion, but his act of ruling is intermingled with feelings of favor for one litigant or dislike of another, then his ruling is not considered emes l'amito. We see from here that the Mishnah is concerned with the judge's inner emotional state, namely whether his feelings are subject to being influenced by the litigants, and not just with his outward behavior, his freedom from bias in his judgment, and the correctness of his ruling. This sheds a new light on the Mishnah's primary case. A person who needs tzedakah but can live without it and chooses to endure a life of suffering in order to not burden the community is certainly praiseworthy. However, this does not automatically place him in the category of blessed is the man who trusts in Hashem. So long as he still feels like his fate is in the hands of other people, then he has not attained, he has not reached this level of bitachon. One question remains, what does this level of bitachon look like? What emotional relationship does this judge or this poor person have towards other people? The answer lies in the Pesukim of Hallel. Quote from Tehillim 118, 6-9, Hashem is with me, I have no fear. 
What can any man do to me? Hashem is with me through my helpers, and I can face my foes. It is better to take refuge in Hashem than to rely on man. It is better to take refuge in Hashem than to rely on nobles. End quote. The essence of bitachon is the recognition that human beings have no intrinsic power to either help or harm. The ability of your helpers to help you is contingent on Hashem's will, as is the ability of your enemies to harm you. To the extent that you internalize this recognition, your emotional security will shift from human beings to Hashem. You will realize that the best way to secure your fate is to exercise your God-given intellect and free will to make the best decisions within your power in accordance with His will. Such a person is truly blessed. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Rabbi Schneeweiss. Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss, and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are mattschneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewas at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.